Hello and welcome to the Kiara Goes Global podcast. The Kiara Goes Global podcast is your one-stop shop for navigating anything travel, lifestyle, and growth related as you experience your 20s and early adulthood. Guided by your host, Kiara Mason, let's enjoy this journey together. Today, I'm going to talk about my travels to Dublin in 2016. Though I was only in Dublin for a weekend, I'm really glad that I had the chance to see a little bit of Ireland and get back on the road. My flight from Manchester to Dublin was very quick and cheap. Shout out to Ryanair. And once I arrived, I took a shuttle bus from the airport into the city centre. I stayed right on the River Liffey near the Temple Bar area. When I arrived, I realized how hungry I was. So I asked the hostel staff for some recommendations and they told me about the Brazen Head Pub, which was around the corner from the hostel. Apparently, this is the oldest pub in Ireland, founded in the 1100s, which is crazy. To be honest, throughout my travels, I didn't really immerse myself in the nightlife because I was a little bit worried since I was traveling on my own, especially during my three-week solo trip. But I was in Dublin, and there are hundreds and hundreds of pubs, so I thought I should at least experience one of them. And I made a pretty good choice, too. The Brazen Head was very neat and also super packed. I almost couldn't find a table, and when I did, I felt bad because it was so big and I was actually taking up the entire table. So a little later, when a couple asked me if they could join, I happily said yes. They were traveling from Belgium, so it was really neat to sit and talk with them. And of course, having some company was a lot better than being completely on my own. We had a great time. The food itself was delicious especially considering it was pub food, and it was reasonably priced as well. Unfortunately, I am not a beer drinker. Otherwise, I would have had some Guinness, which they offer everywhere. And this was also the reason why I decided to skip the Guinness Storehouse tour, but I've heard that it's amazing. I opted for a cocktail instead, and the server we had was actually from Canada and knew of my hometown, which was an absolutely crazy coincidence. It was a really incredible night, and after hanging out for a while, I decided that it was time to go. I was pretty tired, and I debated heading back to the hostel, but when I got outside, it was still light out at 8.30 p.m., so I decided I should walk around a little bit. I headed down the Liffey boardwalk and looked around some of the streets. It was a nice area to stroll along, and later I walked historic O'Connell Street, housing many stores now, but which used to be a site of struggle during the Easter Rising of 1916. The Easter Rising was Ireland's fight for independence from Britain, and 2016, which was when I was visiting, marked the centennial celebration. So Dublin had a lot of posters and flags commemorating it all over town. I even glimpsed a bit of a parade the next day when I was heading out of the city. 
one particular place on O'Connell Street, the general post office, was actually used as a way to transmit information to others through letter writing, as well as being a site of struggle. Apparently, there are also bullet holes in the walls, which is insane. The next day, I was up bright and early to get in as much sightseeing as possible. After a free breakfast at my hostel, I was on my way exploring the city by foot. First, I passed by the Christchurch Cathedral, a wonderful building. And next, I headed to St. Patrick's Cathedral and the grounds just to check it out. After this, I headed to St. Stephen's Green, a lovely park filled with flowers that also played a role in the Easter Rising. Statues and plaques are throughout the park, describing the historical role that the park played in the Easter Rising. It was really incredible to stroll through, and I headed to Marion Square Park shortly after, but unfortunately it was closed, though it looks like a lovely park as well. Lots of incredibly gorgeous green spaces in Dublin. Afterwards, I headed back to the center of the city to go to Trinity College, one of the oldest colleges in Dublin that has a really nice campus. However, its main claim to fame is housing the Book of Kells. The lineup was pretty long, but it moved fairly, fairly quickly. Before seeing the book itself, there is an exhibit detailing how the book was made and by whom plus details about other books that are similar to this that were produced at about the same time. There's also details about specific, elaborately decorated pages of the book, which is really neat to look at since the book itself is only open to a couple of pages. The book is in a separate room and it was a lot smaller than I had expected. It had two of the four gospels contained in the book each open to specific pages. It was really incredible to see, but unfortunately, no photography allowed. Afterwards, you can head upstairs to the Long Room, an old library that houses tons of books. It has two stories, and it's an older style where you need a ladder to get the books that are on the top shelves. It also contains many busts of prominent literary figures, plus artifacts from the Easter Rising. It's super cool to see, and I definitely recommend checking out this site. Next on my list was the Dublin Castle, though I didn't go for the castle itself, but rather to wander around and check out the free Chester Beatty Library. This two-story library contains manuscripts from Chester Beatty's collection, which include very fine works from Asia and from Europe, plus details of how many of them were made. The library also has a section featuring artifacts and descriptions of each of the world's main religions, which was really cool as well. I debated staying in the city center or heading out of the city a bit, and I decided to do the latter. I had heard of Killiney Hill on another blog and it looks really beautiful, so I decided to check it out. I took the nearby Dart train station and headed to Killiney where you can access Killiney Hill. After 30 minutes on the Dart, I was next to the sea, which was absolutely incredible. 
Hiking Killeney Hill itself was interesting. It was a very windy residential road for the majority of the way up, though there are a couple of different routes to get there. However, once I got to the hill itself, I was almost at the top, and it sure didn't disappoint. The views were absolutely incredible. The hill itself is covered in grass and flowers. You can see behind you towards Killeney, and in front of you is the beautiful sea. Words and photos cannot capture how wonderful this place was, and I'm so glad that I took the time to come check it out. I would definitely recommend spending some time out of the city centre near the sea for those who are hoping to visit Dublin. I wish I could have spent a lot more time there, but unfortunately I had to head back into the city and head back to the airport. Though my time in Dublin was fleeting, it was definitely still an experience that I will cherish. I really hope that I can come back to Ireland someday and explore more of its incredible seaside. I would say the top places to visit in the city centre include the River Liffey and O'Connell Street, St. Stephen's Green, Trinity College and the Book of Kells, and of course, a pub or many pubs. Dublin definitely has a lot of pubs to offer, so it's worth checking out a few different ones for the experiences that they can provide. If you have the time, I'd also suggest heading out of the city centre to explore the seaside because it offers a very different perspective and environment than the city, which is truly rewarding. I hope those of you who do venture to Dublin or to Ireland in general, enjoy your time as much as I did. While I was on exchange in Manchester in 2016, my last international trip was traveling to visit Edinburgh in Scotland. I was really excited to see what Scotland had to offer me and it didn't disappoint. I stayed at High Street Hostel, which was in a super good location. When you turn left out of the hostel, you can access the Royal Mile, which is a really long street lined with shops and restaurants that connects Edinburgh Castle with the Palace of Holyrood. It's a really neat area to explore. If you turn right out of the hostel, you can access Cowgate Street, which has a lot of bars and clubs and is thriving at night. Basically, it was the perfect location for a hostel, and Edinburgh has a lot of hostels in this area, so you should have no problem finding one. My first night in Edinburgh, I basically just wandered around and got a feel for the city. The next morning, I decided to wander slightly south of the city and stumbled upon the cafe where J.K. Rowling supposedly wrote Harry Potter, called the Elephant House. It was really cool to see. Then I saw Grey Friars Cemetery in Kirk, which is a church and cemetery grounds near a pub. Apparently, Greyfriars was an important guy, and a lot of significant people are buried in this cemetery. The most important being Greyfriars' Bobby the dog. It was kind of cool, but also a little bit eerie to check out. I took a longer walk around and passed by the meadows, which I didn't go into, but it looked like a really lovely park area. I continued to the base of the castle and found a market in the castle parking lot. They had stands with pastries, chocolates, 
vegetables, meats, and cheeses. I got a few items from there that were absolutely delicious. I think that they have this market every weekend. So if you're in Edinburgh for the weekend, I definitely recommend checking it out. Next, it was time to make the climb up to the castle. A lot of people I spoke to had said the castle wasn't worth the amount that you had to pay for admission. It's 16 or 17 pounds, which is a lot, but I decided I should go there myself and decide. You can walk up to the grounds in front of the castle where there are some incredible views of Edinburgh. I was also able to walk inside the castle entrance a little bit and see some of the castle structure. At this point, I decided it was better to not bother going in since I had already seen the basis of the castle. Plus, the line to buy tickets was very long. They do have an option to buy tickets online, which I'd recommend in order to save time in the queue. So instead, I just walked around the base of the castle and took in the incredible views. Afterwards, I decided to walk the length of the Royal Mile, which was really neat. There are so many cool shops and restaurants. It was definitely entertaining and a really nice walk. I continued all the way along it until I reached the Palace of Holyrood, which is the official residence for the Queen when she comes to Edinburgh. Again, I decided not to buy tickets and go inside. Instead, I just snuck some photos from the palace gates. Opposite the castle is the Scottish Parliament. I was expecting a grand, old, castle-like building, but I found quite the opposite. The building was very modern and architecturally interesting. It was definitely not what I had expected to see, as it was one of the most modern buildings that I saw in Edinburgh, but it was definitely intriguing. Just up from the palace and the parliament buildings is Holyrood Park, where you can hike up to the peak of Arthur's Seat. This is where the volcano erupted that created Edinburgh, and Arthur's Seat is at the very top of this volcano. And in case you were wondering, no, the volcano is not active anymore, and it's very safe to hike up. Unfortunately, it was very warm out by this time, but since I didn't want to go all the way back up to the hostel just to drop my jacket off, I decided to tough it out. But be forewarned, make sure you check the weather before you go. Though do keep in mind, it gets quite windy at the top. There's many different ways to do this hike, but I decided to start with the main path. It was slightly rocky, but not too bad. I stopped a lot along the way, mostly because it was quite warm out and I needed to catch my breath, but also because the views are absolutely incredible as you're hiking up and all around you. The views near the top are almost just as good as those at the peak. The peak, Arthur's seat, is extremely rocky, so you have to be careful you don't slip on the rocks. There are panoramic views in every direction. You can see out towards the sea and also towards the city center and everything in between. It was incredible. The harder part was coming down, I debated about going back the same way I had came, but decided I would go the other way so that, so that I could get a few more views of the city center. 
This turned out to be a bad decision. The first half of the descent from the peak basically consisted of me scaling the mountainside, and I'm not necessarily a well-skilled hiker. There was not really a clear path, and it was very steep, so needless to say, I got quite dirty. Luckily, there were people in front of me that I could follow for the most part. About halfway down, there's a set of rocky stairs, which made it a little bit easier, but the first part of the descent is definitely difficult. It might be easier going up this way rather than down, but I can't say for sure. After descending the stairs, there's a bit of a valley and you again get the decision to choose which way to go. You can cut through the valley, hike up some more cliffs, or hike on the side of the cliffs. I went with the last option because I wanted some more views of the city center, but my legs were hurting too much for me to hike all the way up some more cliffs. This part of the hike was relatively easy. The road was fairly smooth and it only had a slight incline. The views of the city were incredible as well, and you could see the cliffs above you, which were really cool. A warning though, there are signs that advertise rocks that can fall off of the cliffs, and I did hear a little bit of them falling as I was walking, so you do have to be very careful. This path wound all the way around the side of the cliffs, and then descends again to bring you back to the entrance at Hollyrood Park. Hiking to Arthur's Seat was pretty fun and offered some incredible views, but I was so exhausted afterwards that I had to stop at a cafe along the Royal Mile and grab some food and a bunch of water. I honestly contemplated going back to the hostel for a nap because I was so tired, but I decided to keep going because I wanted to check out some gardens in the city center that had been closed the previous night. So I headed back to the Royal Mile and over to Princess Street. This street had all of the main stores on one side and a park filled with lovely gardens on the other. I spent a while strolling through the park. It offers incredible views of the castle above and had so many flowers. Plus it was filled with people enjoying the scenery and the lovely weather. It's really nice to spend some time there. After taking it all in and exploring a few shops along the street, I decided it was time to head back to the hostel. I had an excellent sleep and I was on my way back to Manchester the next morning. I really enjoyed my time exploring Edinburgh. It was definitely my favorite place in the UK that I visited and the scenery was just spectacular. Scotland in general has a lot of greenery I actually took the bus from Manchester, and so driving through the English and the Scottish countryside is really neat because there's wonderful scenery practically everywhere you turn. Plus, the bus station is really close to the city centre of Edinburgh, which is very convenient. If you take a trip to Edinburgh, I definitely recommend walking the length of the Royal Mile because you'll be able to take in all of the wonderful sights and monuments of Edinburgh. If you're into hiking, I'd also suggest to do the hike up to Arthur's Seat because the views are absolutely incredible. I really hope that I can come back to Edinburgh someday and it would be really neat to explore other areas of Scotland as well. Here's hoping for the future.
Thank you so much for tuning in today to the Kiara Goes Global podcast. For more ways to connect with us, you can visit our website at kiaragoesglobal.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.